0: I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Welcome to the, we're going to call this the Kate and Jerry show for right now. Maybe this is going to be the introduction, but I'm Jerry Durham.
1: And I'm Kate Martland. It's lovely to see you, Jerry.
0: Lovely to meet with you. and I. And I want to thank you first off for A, reaching out and connecting with me be continuing the conversation that brought us to here, because I think there is a lot of potential and impact in the conversations that we put together to have as people serving the same community um from, I don't want to say halfway around the world because I'm currently on the East Coast. So I'm really close to you. If I was in California, I'd say halfway around the world, but why don't you, uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and I'll do a little intro and then we can dive right in.
1: Well, I've got a bit of a swim i'm on the I am on the South coast, but France is a bit closer um and interestingly, I was invited at the weekend to join a open water swimming team to swim the channel next year, which I'll do as a relay, but not the Atlantic so uh <laughs> um, Jerry, I think what struck us both was. The awareness of the issues that I'm seeing in the UK and I'm seeing in Northern Europe are very similar to the issues that you are seeing in Canada and seeing in the US. There's some cultural nuances, like I notice very much the level of service culture in the US is greater than here. But essentially the core issues that are affecting clinicians and clinic owners are the same around the world. And so it seemed very sensible that we start to bash heads together and share our insights, our thoughts, our perceptions to help as many people as possible. Because right now, the small practitioner has a big opportunity to build very strong, close relationships with their local community in a way that corporate providers can't. But those small practitioners and practice owners are feeling totally oppressed and crushed. And if we can just help them feel um supercharged and understand what their superpowers are, they are able to slow down this complete corporatization and robotic nature of sort of franchised health where there's no personality, no uniqueness, and no individuality.
0: I think you just pretty much described healthcare on both sides of the Atlantic. Mm. So I don't think uh, I need to add anything to that. Yeah, We're both coming from a place that uh, we want to help the people who want help, probably start there, to be able to, what I like to say, serve more people in your community with the service that you have to offer, whether it's physical therapy, occupational therapy, we've talked about medicine, orthopedic surgery, all of it, primary care, and that The opportunity. I've been in this thirty years. How long you've been in this, Kate?
1: Oh, I'm sure my age be over twenty. Yeah, so twenty five.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) both of us have been in the healthcare realm for many years, and I haven't seen the outcomes and the deliverables change very much. And Mm -hmm. it is an opportunity. The potential. The word I like is the potential is huge. So the potential is huge here in the US, and the potential is huge where you are in the UK to do something to serve more of your community and get paid for it and get the results for it and stand out for it and grow and scale from it. Would you agree?
1: I absolutely agree. And I think what's so often lost sight of is it's your your uniqueness, your unique individual intellectual property, vision, idea, and concept, that is what's able to deliver the transformation. It's not a cookie cutter. Everybody will have a different vision, a different idea, a different flush of inspiration. And it's how can you bring that to market to deliver the transformation that you have the potential to, and in return receive the transformation that you desire for your own life as well.
0: Yep. That's, um, yeah, and I guess that's why Kate and I are, that's why I connected, I'll speak from my side. That's why I connected so much when we first talked is we both, you know, here we are again, sitting across the Atlantic from each other, but yet the longer the conversation with the both we were sharing, we were looking, we, not only were we looking to help the same people, let me just keep that broad, but we believed in this this personalization, this uniqueness, this need for, and don't get crazy on me here, but this need for creativity, meaning don't do the cookie cutter approach. Now, with that said, I'm going to lead into where we want to go today is, is don't, don't be fooled that creativity means you forego the basics and the foundational work, right? We've discussed that and and we can dive into this here, you know, and, and I believe that this is missing. And in this search for answers, because I'm going to assume, Kate, that the lack of business acumen training and knowledge in healthcare in the UK is the same as the US. Would that be correct?
1: I would suspect it's even worse because we are a much more socialist society. So perhaps get even less exposure to commercial thinking.
0: Yeah. So we're going to agree that it's close to nothing, um, oh, by the way, both places. So this, this conversation in this place we wanted to start from, it, if, if we want to personalize, if we want to be creative, we still have to build from the same foundation that, and I'm going to say it, the corporates, the we call them big boxes here right? To say like a Walmart, right? It's funny, if someone's building a Walmart, a Home Depot or something like that, when it's being built, right? It looks well, here's a great example. They all look the same. You don't know what's going up next, right? So we call them a big box. But you know, in order to avoid being like them, you must understand, research, learn, and copy what got them there. Would you agree, Kate?
1: I think it's if you think of it like if you take it out of your own sphere and think about it as if you're an architect, you've got to have the foundations in place and then you can choose whether you're going to build Sydney Opera House, whether you're going to, whatever it is you're going to build, but you only have the opportunity to be creative and expressive if you've got solid foundations.
0: I love that. that Everybody needs to roll that back, listen to that again, because I believe that's the premise Of the conversation that kate and i have been having for the last month or so to bring us to here is that strong foundation to build on to build on and and you made me think as you were saying that i loved it because i got this visual of a home on a flat piece of land then i went to immediately a home being built on a hillside right again beautiful homes but it's like they couldn't exist in either of those locations without the structure and the foundation to build upon. And that is where I believe here in the States, we get this big disconnected. And I'm going to say it out loud, fuck these guys over here because they're big and, you know, they're big and everything I don't want to be. And I'm like, but they got there from the same foundation that you need to build upon. So we say, fuck them. So we go find other options that skip over a lot of the basics. Mm-hmm because that's not cool to talk about. That's not a good marketing strategy. That's not something you want to buy. So they're going to sell something else like your practice model, your payer model, things like that. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to bash, but people have to understand that thing. You don't want to be, you got to examine it. You got to study it and you got to learn about it. They're there for a reason. I never doubt. I haven't eaten at a McDonald's, probably 10, 20 years, I use McDonald's all the time. I'm like, they're successful as hell. Why wouldn't we study them? And there are many reasons to emulate things they're doing. You don't have to believe in them and you don't have to like their food, but my gosh, there's so much to be learned from them.
1: I think they've also taught your audience whether you want to turn your back on all corporate service providers or not, which is actually very difficult to do they have taught your audience and your ideal client what a good buying experience can be. Now, they're going to be expecting clean skirting boards. They're going to be expecting, you know, Starbucks, Costa. I don't know. I don't know. Walmart, but they've told you what the consumer experience should be, what the, how slick it should be. And you have to implement some of that because your clients are expecting that they don't want it to be clunky. They want to receive some of the efficiencies that these big guys are delivering. So you have to recognize that they have set a standard as well as having their deep foundations in the, in the business. They've also set a standard of an experience. Now your experience can be quite different, but you still need some of the um, ease of purchase.
0: That's interesting. So this, and this is a question as much as, this is more of a question that, but it's going to sound like a statement. So you don't have, you know, you can say, I don't like Starbucks coffee and I don't want to go there. I don't like McDonald's, but it doesn't mean that you don't want to understand how they're doing the business they're doing. Correct. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's interesting because
0: I think, yeah. by the way, I'll raise my hand. I ran into that right early on in my career. I didn't want to be this. So I didn't, I didn't ask about them. I didn't look about them. And anybody who knows my journey, it took me about eight, nine years before I finally went, I get to learn from, successful businesses. And then that's when I tipped in my journey to create a business. Yeah, I really exactly. did. It, it took me like eight years, nine years to ago. Um, there's mm-hmm. something to be learned here. And I better learn it quickly, because I was already in the middle of a running something. Um, and it was time to turn it into a true business. And so a lot of this foundational work that I'm talking about right now. I didn't introduce into my business till eight years in, and it cost a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of energy. And I remember the first thing, and I'll stop here, but the first thing was within a year of flipping my my whole thinking around what I had created versus creating a business, all of my non-clinical staff left us, and rightfully so. By the way, I apologize to every one of them out the door. I said, I apologize because I know this isn't what you were brought into. Yeah. And so, yeah, the time, money, and energy in that to try to do it eight years in was ginormous rather than what we're trying to get people to understand is start learning today. The earlier in the journey, the better.
1: Yeah, and I often say, if you can just get the basic fundamentals in place and do them consistently, and some of it is boring, it is really dull, but if it's dull, you find a way to systematise it, we deal with the operational efficiencies later, but you've got to accept that you just have to have some basic fundamentals in place, get them done consistently, as dull as they are, and then you add on your creativity, you add on your personality, you add on your vision, your expression of what you want, knowing that your foundation underneath is rock solid. And if something goes wrong, you pick it up. You've got a, uh, what do they call it when they measure for for earthquakes, seismic? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, the, the Richter scale, the seismic. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you well, know you know what
0: I love about that analogy? A seismic, a Richter scale is exponential, right? So if you build, I think that's, a, I, I say it all the time. I think that's a great example. So if you build on this foundation, then every next change is exponentially greater. It's not just by a factor of one or 0.1. Right. They a 7.0 versus a 7.1 earthquake is exponentially worse,
1: right? Uh Yeah,
0: Yeah, that that's a great. I love the Richter scale example because if (laughs) you built the foundation, if you've done the work, if you've done the if you've done the tedious work, the boring work, the work that many, many of our colleagues have skipped over and are paying the price for time, money, and energy now, then the changes as you put your your personality into it, your your personalization, your creativity to the experience you wanna create, then it's gonna be exponentially taking yeah. off. And it's, and by the way, I'm saying that with a rearview view mirror look as the person who, who did it in between.
1: And honestly, the corporate providers can then not compete with you. They cannot have the strength of relationship Agreed. that you Agreed. can have with your local community. So you get those foundations in place, you are free and you are way more influential and impactful than you perhaps realize. But we've just got to get the ground stable. What what do you call it? Where some isn't San Francisco a big earthquake? Place?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I've I've lived I've lived through a couple of the big ones. Nineteen eighty nine was a big one. Yeah, I lived through those. Yeah, oh, and we found out where the ground wasn't stable. So if you go back and watch here, this is a great. I think this is a great example. If you go back and watch video <clears throat> in nineteen eighty nine in anywhere, the freeway collapsed on the east side of of the Bay of the San Francisco Bay. If you come back into San Francisco where they showed the fires and all the fallen homes, it was all on the most unstable part. It was all the landfill that over the years had been built out into the Bay. It was the most Mm. unstable foundations, Mm. everything downtown, not no damage downtown, right? That was all there. And then they filled in around and it was all the out, If you look at it, if you looked at a map, it was all the outlying areas that they built out that did not have a stable foundation. It didn't have stable ground. It all fell down. By the way, beautiful looking buildings. Nice architecture, nice appliances, nice paint. They fell down because the foundation, it was built on an unstable foundation. Perfect.
1: Right. So, Jerry, on this series, we're going to be helping those practitionerpreneurs that are joining us and listening in get their foundations in place so that they've got the opportunity to really rise and shine and, uh, and make a difference.
0: Amen. And no matter where you are on your journey, right, the, the work. I, I've, I've spoken with people just starting. I've spoken with people five years in spoken with people, multiple locations, the work is that there is work to be done. And if you don't understand what's going on in your business currently, then I'm going to argue that you don't truly understand the foundations of what it's built on. So very good. Thank you, Kate.
1: Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for listening to another episode of what's best for the patient is best for business with Jerry Durham. This episode is brought to you by Strata PT. Strata PT is a single EMR platform and revenue cycle management service for physical, occupational, and speech therapy practices that helps you achieve a 99.99% reimbursement rate. If you'd like to learn more about Strata PT and see how our EMR and RCM works, head over to stratapt.com to book a demo.